This FPL season has definitely been go, go, go. A nonstop hustle all the time. Matches, deadlines, unexpected blank and double game weeks, on top of everything the real world has had in store. Sometimes you need a moment to turn off and hit reset. That's when you reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. For me personally, supporting Fulham during this last year has been a true roller coaster ride. Honestly, when that Adama Traore goal flew past Areola in the 92nd minute of game week 31, the only thing that saved my mental state, the only thing that calmed my nerves, was cracking open a Coors Light. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. That way, you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. And listen, everyone, summer is pretty much here. It's about to get hot in New York. An ice-cold Coors Light is such a perfect way for me to beat that summertime heat. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. Hey there. We at Blue Wire just wanted to take a second to thank you for listening to this podcast. We know everything outside is pretty scary and uncertain, but we're committed to helping you get through your day by talking about the sports and teams that you love most. If you're looking for more great podcasts to distract you, check out BlueWirePods.com. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the podcast and stay safe. Hail cheaters, and welcome to the Always Cheating Fantasy Premier League Podcast, brought to you this week by Bet Online. My name is Josh. I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? Josh, Premier League. I feel like it's like that moment in Disney's Peter Pan where we're supposed to start clapping to bring Tinkerbell back to life. <laughs> I feel like I need to get the audience to just start clapping together to bring the Premier League back to life. Yeah, yeah. I would say during the regular season which lasts about 11 and a half months. I will rarely go more than about 30 minutes to an hour without the Premier League kind of like just like popping into my brain for a second, you know? Sometimes it's fantasy. Uh-huh. Sometimes like there's just some news, some breaking news, even during the offseason or something. And, and I've had whole days now where I have not even thought about sports almost, you know? Like that's crazy. I mean, for someone as a sports obsessed, I mean, not even be thinking sports for multiple days uh, it is uh, it's yeah. a very weird thing. Very strange. Well, I will tell you, this is the advantage of YouTube. Like, I am an, I am a YouTube addict. Um, mm-hmm. I, my, I think I'm like 15 year, years younger than I actually am. But <laughs> I fire up YouTube on the Apple TV and you, you watch enough Premier League. YouTube just throws all of these old Premier League like goals of the 2002-2003 season at you. So I feel like I've kind of been giving myself an IV drip of um, – of like old highlights that keep me going. Plus, I, I think we should definitely shout out something that the Premier League started doing every Sunday. We're recording this Sunday night, 6 p.m. Every Sunday, the Premier League is now doing a live uh, Premier League pub quiz trivia thing on their YouTube channel. 
Um, and it's hosted by our pal James Alcott, who does FPL FYI. So if you're looking for a little fix, doing a little trivia, you can stream it with your friends and, and keep track of your scores. But it's every Sunday, 6 p.m. GMT. Yeah, you did it with our patrons this week. And uh, this is not like a sponsored thing, by the way. We have no involvement in this at all. But yeah, you did it with the patrons today. I think you, me, and our friend Trevor are all going to do it next week uh, with our patrons again. So um, yeah, that's like a fun way to get your fix. For me, it's been all uh, baseball. Uh, I've been uh, reading this like – like there must, it must be like 500,000 words on The Athletic, this like breakdown of the – uh, 100 Greatest Players of All Time uh, by Joe Posnanski. It's probably my favorite sports writer. And I've been watching that and pairing it with the Ken Burns baseball documentary, uh, all of which has been mm-hmm. uh, released in full for free on the PBS app. Uh, so I've just been like just inhaling 100-year-old baseball. That is like all I have been like observing. Like there's just nothing else. Uh, I can't even <laughs> read regular books. It's just like I'm just like I'm just reading baseball. It's like that is, it's really right. become my like uh, – like I can't think about what's going on in the world anymore. I just like give me some more like 1910s baseball. Um, so yeah, it's been a it's been a strange couple of weeks as as we all it, uh, for all of us. Strange, it, you're lucky. I guess you're lucky if it's strange, right? Like it could be worse. Yes, than, worse than that. Yeah, yeah, precisely. It is a great moment for content streaming content getting released. Do you think that they're going to release the Snyder cut? Because of the the situation that we're all in here, is this what it took <laughs> to release the Snyder Cut? Does it even exist? And would it even be good? I mean, Zack Snyder is a terrible director, so I don't know what <laughs> yeah. why people want. <laughs> He's awful. Yeah, I'm, He's I'm, ruined I'm every. <laughs> yeah, he ruined the Watchmen. Okay, like yeah, it's uh, don't get me started on Zack Snyder. That's like a whole other podcast. This podcast is about new rules. Okay, so we put the call yeah. out on on social media and on our, our Patreon Slack and just said, if the season were starting tomorrow and you had the ability to change one aspect of the game, right? Whether it's the website, whether it's the way they break down game weeks, it's whether how you know, points are allocated, how chips are used, whatever. If you could change one thing about the game, what would it be? And so we put the call out. We've got a ton of different answers, broken them out in different categories. And that is what we're going to go into uh, in just, just a couple minutes here. But first, Brandon, let's let's just, let's quickly check. And we kind of already did, but um, I like this. We had a question from Sam Danby, um, longtime uh, Patreon supporter. He said, uh, "What's your work from home playlist?" Uh, and he said, "Do you work more or less or the same when you work from home?" All right, so I'll put both those questions to you first, Brandon. Yeah, it's it's a funny thing for me. I I work in marketing, and most of my job is spent on a computer. You know, answering emails or. Um, just communicating. It's stuff I can do at home with a similar efficacy as I do in the office. And when I worked from home in the past, you know, pre-corona, I was generally really productive. I felt kind of free and and loose and less less restricted than sitting in like a cubicle farm in the office. Yeah. However, in this current state, the last two weeks working from home, two weeks straight, I found myself less productive. And I think it is a, because it's both me and my wife working at home together um, in a one-bedroom apartment. So shoulder to shoulder. Space is kind of tight. Do you guys yeah. go back to back or do you just go uh, just side by side? We have a standing desk that we share. So we're standing <laughs> shoulder to shoulder, standing up. And right. it's like minority report. Like <laughs> I occasionally use my hand to swipe 
documents over to her screen right. and she'll right. do the uh, the reverse. I was actually hoping it was the same screen. You guys just had different tabs uh, that you used uh, and you would just <laughs> yeah, toggle right. back and forth when a new email came in. Uh, wh- what about what about playlists? Um, playlist, yeah, well, I, I guess what I was going to say is that I've, I've kind of been struggling the last couple of weeks to focus because, you know, the temptation is there to just check up on the news of the day of which there is a lot. So, yeah, yeah. It, it, which is a good segue to playlist because I've found it easier to focus on my work during the day when I pull up Spotify. And I am a kind of a no-nonsense Spotify user. I just have a list of like 100 songs that I have favorited. Like I've clicked a little heart next to them. Mm-hmm. So I just go to my favorite song playlist and I hit random and I just listen to that on repeat. It's very, yeah. it's very it's no-nonsense. My, my wife, uh, Kate, does the exact same thing. Uh, I, liked, I, d- I actually have, I have a working playlist that I constantly update. But uh, when I'm working from home, it is almost all Grateful Dead. Uh, I have become a like 30 something deadhead. I was never, I was never that into the band when I was younger. I liked them. Uh, but I was never, I never loved them. And then like two years ago I got the, uh, I got the bug and it was Spotify. It's it's really, it's Spotify's fault because on Spotify, you know, the Grateful Dead across are famous for all these bootlegs and, and, and also they're really jammy, you know, and I'm not really a huge jam band person in general, but when you're working from home, it's Uh kind of perfect, you know, because, you can listen to, you know, 18 minute version of fire on the mountain or whatever. And it's like, you know, there's only about, you know, a minute and a half of lyrics in that whole song, you know, it's 16 and a half minutes of music. And so that's uh, kind of perfect for, for working from home. Um, I think that there is yeah. an FPL meme in there somewhere because, you know, jammy would be, uh, you know, a bad pick that actually works out for yeah. you, even though you didn't intend it to. So jammy I think is, the next time a yeah. jammy thing happens in FPL, yeah. You should definitely have a gif of Jerry Garcia just like wailing on his guitar. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I never use jammy because jammy is is a British expression that I, I have never – have you ever used that in conversation or even on Twitter? It's like yeah. jammy is not a like, – it's, it's like it's like calling someone named <laughs> Jeremy Jez. We just don't do it over here, you know? It's not, it's not a thing that happens. Yeah, we do let – we let that English pattern, you know – filter in sometimes like i'll i'll say lad or pitch or even us the two of us saying football is a Mm -hmm. whole thing you use it more than i do and it always makes it's cringe brandon hashtag cringe (laughs) i am like i'm like brad friedel you know brad friedel lived in london for too long and he got that lilt and now if he's ever commentating on an american soccer match it's madonna madonna did the same thing right i am friedel madonna (laughs) <laughs> freedom madonna great beatles song too uh that's a good that's a good tim yeah. um i think that'll be my uh <laughs> that's good i think that could be also a good fpl team name but i di- we digress we digress <laughs> so uh, as far as working from home goes yeah i mean i i'm also working from with my wife uh but i guess i have a three-year-old daughter added to the mix as well um and uh, that has definitely complicated everyone is working from home with kids right now knows how impossible it is you basically uh, have to like break the day into half or i I don't even know i guess like if your kids are older maybe they can just like some some people are getting like really extensive schooling from home uh my my daughter has like a couple things in the morning and afternoon and that's it and otherwise it's just like us trying to keep her occupied but without going outside or going to restaurants or you know it's really uh activities activities yeah um so just uh, one final note on the um working from home thing tell me that relay the anecdote that you tell me about your coworker um from this friday because i thought that was pretty pretty funny what you were telling me a minute ago, <laughs> right. earlier today 
Yeah, a member of my team who um, is a terrific worker, I'll just preface it by saying, and I love him dearly. He's gotten me out of many a bind, but um, it was three o'clock on Friday and here in New York is like 65 degrees and sunny and something popped up and I needed something done. So I shot him a message on our office um, jabber, like DM system. And I'm like, hey, can you do this? And he's like, oh man, I just put my sunglasses on to go outside. And you know, that's cool. I said, that's, that's fine. I, it's okay to work while wearing sunglasses. So you don't have to take them <laughs> off or anything like that. So I, I don't know if that's like, if that would have the same impact of putting on a really great playlist. If you're having trouble focusing, working from home, maybe just put on a pair of sunglasses. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe, he, maybe he's a vampire. I don't, I mean, who knows, you know, <laughs> I don't um, know. One final thing, uh, PL slash FPL updates. Uh, Nico says, should we be planning transfers? Uh, and I think the clear answer here is no. I think there is a what, – what, I mean, are the chances – are they actually better than zero that the season will resume, <laughs> um, you know, April 30th or May 1st or whatever? I mean, I feel like there is somewhere between zero and negative infinity, somewhere in that range is where I would – I would put the chances of the season starting in game week 36 or, you know, whatever that's supposed to be. I don't know. Obviously, I don't know. But I think even if the game were to come back in game week 36, this has happened in the last 10 years or so where I can't remember what hiccup happened in the FPL game. But as an apology, the FPL game gave everyone a wild card. Um. So they do have it within their capacity, even though they can't stop the game, they can give us additional things like chips or, uh, or or I think when they gave us all a wild card, it was like, you can make as many transfers this particular game week as you like. It wasn't one that you could play in the future. So my point is, even if the season comes back, I would bet money in that situation that the Premier League offers an olive branch to all of us and gives us unlimited transfers yeah that said like what what are you planning for are you planning for a double game week because if the game comes back there's gonna be you know nine all every single team is gonna have a ton of double game weeks triple quadruple game weeks so trust me whichever players you currently have they're gonna be good to go it it really doesn't matter i i agree with you i mean either they'll like they'll throw the season out or they'll give you some kind of some way to to reset things or whatever because um yeah i mean the thing is like you know they're like their resumption date is like four weeks from now right so but like we know that england will almost certainly much like much like america be in lockdown for at least the next two or three weeks and then you have to give these players like probably a week or two to train right and get back up again i mean you can't just not play for two months and then Mm -hmm. just run out there and play full 90 also like all these stories about like, you know, eight players on West Ham currently are suffering from coronavirus. I mean, you know, football players are, you know, massive travelers. They often they'll travel on the weekends, they'll travel midweek. Um, you know, they're from all over the world. I mean, maybe I suspect a lot of as them. As are their families. As are their families. And I suspect a lot of them are going through situations right now where they wouldn't even be available either because they have it or someone that they know has it where they just couldn't even play, you know? So the idea that, and just, you know, four weeks from now, uh, it's going to be like back to normal is just, uh, it feels impossible. It really does. Um, I can't see it happening. Yeah. So just neat. My advice to Nika would be kick back, don't make any transfers and enjoy the, you know, five 
five position green arrow that you're going to get every week. <laughs> yeah. I think I went up by 20, 25, 30 positions uh, in game week 32, I guess we're currently in technically. Um, did you? Yeah, I, I think I went down. I think I must, I think I burned a transfer at some point. Uh, I don't even know what. Oh, what I don't okay, know. Okay, you look, the, yeah. the, the game, the game disappeared uh, going into game week 30. And I've since gone up just a little around 1600 spots in the table. Okay. Okay. It's yeah. like the game stopping is is actually giving me gre- more green arrows than I had when I was actually an active manager. <laughs> um so yeah, don't don't worry about planning your transfers, Nico. Um and on that note, uh just quickly uh, a quick note on Patreon. Patreon for April is uh suspended, which is to say, I mean, the Patreon is still there. You can still sign up. Um, and you can still take advantage of um, listening to all the podcasts and using our Slack. And, you know, all the people are still entered into our contests and things like that. But uh, we're not charging any of our current patrons for the month of April. So the, the billing month that would start in two days or whatever, um, you will just not be charged anything if you're a patron of the podcast. So, um so yeah, we're still ongoing, but um, Patreon itself, um, obviously we just didn't feel with, with no football on and everything that's going on in the world, um, we wanted to... Uh, suspend uh any patreon charges for a month so that's what we're doing um and uh obviously if the season gets kicked back we'll do the same thing for me so um you know we'll we'll just sort of keep evaluating what we're going to do uh, with everything um including all the bonus podcasts and all that stuff um as we go um but we actually have tons of topics because uh, one of the features for our patreon producers is that they get to actually pick a topic for the always cheating podcast uh last week's main feed podcast was one of those topics and um, I think we're just going to dig through all of the producer topics over the next few weeks and uh, go through them. A lot of them are are football focused. Some of them aren't. And uh, you know, you'll probably know five minutes in if that's one you want to skip. You know, <laughs> it's going to be <laughs> kind of a weird time. Uh, but if you want to support the podcast, support the cheaters, we're going to keep the regular podcast going um, with no plans to stop. So if you just wanted to support and say thank you for that, uh, you can go to Patreon.com/slash Always Cheating. As I said last week. Anyone who just presses play on the Always Cheating podcast now, we are eternally grateful um, just for the community and for um, you giving us a download because every little bit helps us during this this weird time. Yep. All right. That's enough seriousness. Let's get into changing the game. New rules, Brandon, after this. All right, Josh, this is a first for Always Cheating, but we're doing a birthday shout out this week lots of people celebrating their birthdays but one person stood out to us our listener shiv morgeria who's celebrating his 29th birthday today march 30th shiv give your girlfriend a big hug from me and josh because she's a special lady she reached out to us and said that you're an awesome guy you're probably a better person than you are an fpl manager but josh and i want to celebrate your 29th birthday you know, it, it's kind of crazy to celebrate anything during this time when we're all sh- shut indoors and there's lots of weird stuff going on. But, you know, we here for you uh, and we want you to to celebrate. Josh, what do you have to say to Shiv? Uh, nope. Happy birthday, Shiv. That's all I've got. And uh, thank you, Emily, for reaching out to us for the nice note. Happy 29th. All right, right on my back. New rules. Always fun. Don't need a game week to talk about new rules, Brandon. I love thinking about how I could make the game better. I will preface this, however, by saying the fantasy game for a free game offered on a a league's website, okay, 
it is a it is a very it is very good. I have some issues with it, which we're going to talk about right now. Uh, these aren't critical things that I would talk about in the middle of a season, but it's kind of fun right now to sort of think about. The season is going to come back. I mean, whether this current season comes back or whether the next season comes back, we will have Premier League football this calendar year. I feel very confident in that. So when it comes back, the fantasy game will also come back. It's a great marketing tool for the league, clearly. And I mean, they've they've built up all this structure. We're gonna we're gonna have fantasy again. I promise you this. Mm-hmm. So when it does, what should we change to make it better? Yeah, I'll start with you. Well, uh, I have a, I have a few ideas, and we got some feedback from our listeners as as well that we'll touch upon, and I've got more feedback there. But I think the first idea that I had is we talk a lot on this podcast about anxiety and stress that comes from watching a defender trying to hold a clean sheet. I mean, there are, there are lots of other stressful situations with FPL every weekend, but I feel like trying to earn that clean sheet through 90 minutes of a match is perhaps the most stressful in the least fun type of a way. There's no great release. If it's, if you need a goal to like beat your mini league rival, when that goal comes, there is sweet release. There is no sweet release for a clean sheet, except when that final whistle blows. And I really wouldn't qualify that as, as sweet release. I would just qualify it as release. So here's my idea for a new rule. Okay. Progressive clean sheet scoring for defenders. Here's how it's going to work. At the 60-minute mark, when you typically log the clean sheet, you could lose the clean sheet if it's if it's wiped out through the regular course of the game. The progressive scoring would work where at sixty minute uh, the 60-minute mark or when your defender hits 60 minutes, you get two points. And those yeah. two points are locked in. You cannot lose them. And gotcha. then you get an additional two points when you get to that 90-minute mark. Um, I will also qualify this by saying this will not change the scoring for midfielders. Midfielders still just get one point at the 60 minute mark and they can lose that point. But for defenders, it's a, it's a progression. And I think this also alleviates any of those jammy, uh, clean sheets that people get when say their defend, their defender starts on the bench, but then gets subbed on because of an injury Mm -hmm. after a goal is scored. And in that situation, you might only get, two points. Uh, and I think that that might be a more fair system. So I like the idea of basically being able to kick back slightly at the 60 minute mark to say, yeah, cool. At least I've got two Locked in my four. I like that. I, I like that too. I think that's, um, I, I like that you've come out the gate with a really wonky one that will be extremely hard to follow. <laughs> as a, as a podcast listener. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, yeah. I like it two, two, four, six. I, I like that. I think that, uh, I think that would be nice and clean. I would, I would actually um, very much enjoy it if if they did it that way. I think you're right. I mean, I think that that's you know it just it would just make the game a little less stressful. And um, I, you know, so much of the game, the way it's built and structured, is it's you know like people talk about the low information voter. You know, like in like the American election, or I'm sure that they use this term everywhere. Um, there's also the low information fantasy person, and they always want to make sure that that person is not overwhelmed you know by rules and complicated this is why i don't think they're ever going to do a system where you can swap in players on day two or day three you know or replace mm-hmm. your captain within 24 hours or it's just too complicated for the low information player um but something like this where it's just you just change the way the scoring is structured um i, I like it you know somebody had a suggestion i'm just going to jump it up now because i think it's kind of fits in this category um and it was something that you and i did the um the world cup fantasy game which i think both of us only like, actually like tried to 
do for like a week before we gave up. But, uh, but it was, it was the, the one thing I remember about that game was uh, that if you won a penalty, you immediately got two points, whether or not the person scored the penalty. And right. I, Really like that. And I think that that was something that um, it feels like a small thing, but it was surprising how often that became really valuable for um, for your fantasy week, you know, or for the matches. Yeah. And um, and I'm not sure if there were more penalties in the world, you know, whatever, for whatever reason, it was like. I remember thinking like that is such a nice change and such a nice reward. And it's, you get it two points regardless of whether you're the one who takes the penalty, you know, whether you just, you know, if you just won the penalty. It's two points right off the bat. Um, and yeah. uh, I think that would be a nice, easy change that that would be kind of fun and not really hurt the game at all. Well, for the users, I just think it's a good idea to make more pathways to scoring. Scoring is fun. Getting points is good, and that will make make the casual person continue to come back. And and further to the clean sheets, I mean, it's it's hard. Like one thing goes the wrong way, and it's not even the fault of the defender in your FPL team, and they lose that clean sheet. Suddenly, uh, you know, you're you're dead in the water with that player for that game week. So I think anyway, the game can be kinder. The game can give more rewards and more points. That's what we're all for. Yep. And yeah, exactly. Just more, more points, more fun, right? Um, so unless we're talking about, uh, I don't know. Yeah, no, it's always more fun, right? I don't know. What, what was this like? 19, uh, <laughs> 19, I don't even know, 70s basketball or something let's have more points it's, it's always it's always for the best uh all right so all right uh, what do you got josh yeah well i've got a couple i mean i actually you know the ones that i would really that are the biggest ones are, are things that people have suggested so um, i was trying to think of a couple things that i would pick that that wouldn't i mean the, you know because the, the one for me that i want to talk about in a second is the um the live league updates and the league scoring which i think is a, a real problem that has to get fixed eventually um so but i'll table that for a second um for me it's uh you should all have team changes until minutes before the first match of the game week kicks off i this one hour thing in the era of rotation and in you know in this time when team changes are getting leaked more and more and I, i feel this one especially in the u.s because um i feel like now i'm sort of in a situation where team changes are getting leaked so often that i have to get up at like five 55 or whatever you know just to like make sure that i like don't lose an edge uh because someone has leaked a team sheet you know 30 minutes before the match kicks off because i think just just move it into the last minute let everybody see the opening team sheets and then and then close the game uh, a minute before the match starts i i don't really find there to be a lot of genius strategy in in having to like choose the first team of the game week, like just give everybody a tiny little edge and and give us all a chance to see what the first match is. And, you know, yeah, I don't want to like be able to change it on the fly throughout Saturday, Sunday and Monday, but for that first one, like that, just that little bump, there's nothing worse than going into that first match of the game week and finding out that a player that you were starting is on the bench or has an injury that wasn't announced, which happens all the time. Um, and so just like that is, or, or like maybe there's a player that you want to bring in, but you're not sure if they're going to start, you know? And so, okay, good. Yeah. He started. Now I, I, I held my transfer. Now I can burn it on them. And um, I, the 60 minutes thing, I just think is um, uh, not really working anymore. Yeah. And I, as you say, it's just a tiny advantage because every game week, it's just going to be the first match yeah. of that game week whether it's the early Saturday kickoff or a, or a Friday night football kickoff, the only, the only day where it would actually be a true advantage would be 
championship Sunday where all the matches kick off at exactly the same time. And yeah. that would add even like a cooler uh, additional wrinkle where, yes. oh, maybe I'm going to hold on to my wild card and, and or roll a free transfer, yeah. get two free transfers going into that so I can see all the team sheets at that point. Yeah, exactly. I just don't see it. Like I'm, I, I don't really see what the massive downside would be here. And I, I just like, what is the strategy? It's like, it's all guesswork, right? Like, like, you know, like Man City leads off and Riyad Mars isn't starting. Like, there's no genius strategy to me in no like in guessing correctly about whether Pep is gonna start him that game week or not. You know, like that just doesn't it, it, it feels like it's you know, people make it sound like it's part of the game or strategy, but I just don't see why that's fun. You know, like just give me a little more information and uh, you know, so yeah. All right. So that those uh, are the, I think there yeah. there is one other I would chime in there was one other way to, to say that like you're you're using the word strategy. I think another word you use there is risk and part of the game could be called risk management and risk taking and high risk high reward that sort of thing. And that's where I think I would come out in favor of, you know, keeping a little bit of the risk involved in the game. Yeah, it's just like this maybe it's just cuz this season has been the season of the unannounced injury and the mm-hmm. unannounced uh rotation and the you know it feels like just almost three or four times a weekend this this season we have seen uh players who everyone thought was going to start end up on the bench and you know it's just it's so frustrating that to me is not fun I mean it's like yeah okay I have players on my bench but let's be realistic I mean most of the time the players on your bench are going to do anything you know it's like you know, I mean, it's not it's not good strategy to have 25 million in your three bench spots, you know, um, I don't know. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and the other one is uh, I'm really, like, really a big fan of I think the chips need to get broken up. Um, I think that you need to have um, this. I, I think we're in a situation now where like the chip strategy has been kind of I don't want to say solved because it can work out to play it earlier. But it seems like in general. The way to go is to hold all of your chips as long as possible, right? And there's sort of like a cottage industry that's sprung up on like how to use your chips and when to plan for double game weeks. And it's all very stressful. And uh, I, I would say you and I don't talk about chips in this podcast as much as a lot of other fantasy podcasts do, uh, mostly because I just think it's like it falls into that like it depends category so much, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like it's not interesting for me to talk about a strategy because it just depends so much on where you are, um, how your team's set up, where you are in your mini league. Um, you know, I don't know, just like yeah, what your like goals are, what your goals are exactly. So, so it's like, you know, talking about stuff that's so conditional isn't always very interesting to me, but, um, so anyway, I think that the, what, you, what they should do is they should have two chips that you can use at the start of the season, two chips that you can use in the end of the season, or maybe just one, maybe just drop those chips entirely. But if you did two, okay, okay this is a very long setup here, Brandon. If you did two in the start, uh-huh. two, you know, two in the two in game weeks one through nineteen, and then two in game weeks twenty through thirty-eight, um, the two that I would pick, or I mean, the, I mean, the the extra chip that I would add is the double defense chip, Brandon. The the craziest, mm-hmm. most high risk of all chips. All of your defenders' points are doubled <laughs> for one game week. Can you imagine how would you set up? Would you? Would you wild card into a team of five expensive defenders? Uh, would, you, would you try to oh, triple Jesus. up on a Sheffield United? Just the, the the incredible stress of getting through a double game week, let's say, with the double defense chip. Oh, just uh-huh. bring it on! I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> you're making me you're making me feel a lot better about my progressive clean sheet scoring <laughs> idea now because yeah, double defense uh, it, it does sound it's. It's so crazy it might work. It's so crazy it might work. I have a 
I have a similar chip idea, but it's at the other other end of the pitch. My new chip for the new game would be two captains. Okay, I think it's clearer to call it the two captains chip than than the double captain chip. But two yeah. captains, it's like both your vice and your captain score. Double. Yeah, some, some people actually uh, chimed in uh, with, with, with suggestions along those lines. Or maybe like you get 1.5 points for, for your vice captain or something like that. Um, I think in general, though, I would also be happy if the chips just went away entirely. Um, I don't um, really like them. And um, I I guess I, the thing I was thinking about with the double defense chip is like there, there'd be no expectation that you could really – like you know, like nail the double defense chip, and so it would basically be kind of fun and and kooky. Whereas with, with like mm-hmm. you know, like a bench boost or something or a triple captain, you are like, it's like you are under so much pressure to like get it right, you know, and to like nail it. And um, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's like it, it's it's too much pressure. I think you know, the builds around these chips. So um, you're opening yourself up to a ton of. Uh bra gags on social media with the double defense chip so you know just warning yeah, you about that's that. true i think i think we've talked about it before on an earlier podcast um all right so let's move on to uh reader submitted questions all right the first one is infrastructure okay uh and this first one i love okay and this may be a way around the winter break problem right the winter break problem this year was that they split the winter break into two and into one game week, but it was split over two weekends. And it was about as boring as fantasy has ever been, right? It was a absolutely <laughs> it was miserable. It was the longest game. It was miserable. It was not fun. And so I've been advocating for turning that into uh turning that into two game weeks, two game weeks with five teams, right? And then oh well, what happens then? Do you have 39 game weeks? However, FPL Oakwell says I would make the Christmas fixtures something different to the current setup. Instead of each round of fixtures being separate game weeks, I'd make the four rounds of matches into two double game weeks. Boom. I, I really like this idea. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I'm just all for it as well. Um, and I think, well, am I all for it? I'm kind of going to toe the line here a little bit in that I think what everyone loves about the festive fixtures as they are is the matches. They come fast and furious and that is the excitement in and of itself. The double game weeks added into that, folded into that like a nice cake batter. It would almost be too sweet and too sweet to the taste. <laughs> that's true. I guess if you think about it as a double, that maybe, that, maybe that's the problem. I, I guess what I was thinking was there'd be kind of like a relief where you, maybe you just do it as one massive quadruple game week, uh, which, of course, would never happen. But like just the idea that like I could get to the holidays without stressing over transfers is very appealing to me uh-huh. that if I only had to do it once or something like that, as opposed to the way we do it now, which is I spend a lot of time on my holiday break <laughs> thinking about what yeah. I'm going to do with my transfers. And if it was just like, well, like, you know, here we go. You know, it's like, uh, it's, it's all set up and I hope it works. And you know, I don't know, maybe you're right though. Maybe if it's double game, I mean, it's effectively the same thing, of course, you know, I mean, two double game weeks and four <laughs> days versus, Right. You know, or two two singles in four days versus one double. It is the same thing, basically. In this instance, though, you take away the game within a game, the mini game that is, can I get my family member so smashed on eggnog that they forget to make their 
transfer or rotate their, <laughs> their armband for that's the true. following morning's uh, deadline. And, you know, we'd all miss that game, I'm sure. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, we're getting them so smashed they don't mind that you get up at 7.30 a.m. on Boxing Day uh, <laughs> to watch, yeah. watch football. Uh, all right, let's go on to the next one. I want to dumb his body. It says, live league updates are at least a whole lot quicker than it is now. Um, he's actually got two. So let's tackle this one first, though. This to me, I mentioned this uh, in my section up there, is if I could change one single thing, I would be willing to pay actual money, Brandon. I would, I would like if the game just cost one dollar to play or one ninety nine or something like that. Sure. And it meant that we could get live scoring. I would happily pay it. I would do it every year happily. Definitely. I mean, imagine the the uptick in communication between mini leagues between FPL rivals if you had in real time uh, evidence of where you stood in in the table and and what sort of live points you had. So I think it could only benefit um, the visibility of the game. And I'm sure FPL Towers would love to do this, but, you know, the thing that we we continually learn about the FPL game is kind of how out of the box it is. And... Um, it's just not really yeah. set up for that. I know. I mean, in some ways, right? I mean, they've got TV shows now and YouTube videos. You know, there's a lot of a lot of investments happening. I, I don't know why you couldn't invest a little. I mean, it just to me, it just seems like it's a little. Um, it feels like a little 2005 sometimes. That like the match is done at you know whatever. Let's say 1 p.m. You know, it's U.S. time. 1 p.m. on Sunday, and seven or eight, nine hours later. We still don't know who's – I mean, I know you can, like, go to websites now off-site, like, you know, hacks that, like, allow you to do it. But, like, you should be able to go to the They're not 100% site. accurate, though, those they're, they're not, Yeah, they're not 100% – exactly. They're not t- totally accurate either. And just that you could be able to go in and and just not wait eight or nine hours to know where you are in your leagues. I mean, it just takes a little bit of the fun out of the game for me that, like, I don't know where I stand in some of my leagues unless I, like, go in and, like, do the math and, like, add everyone's numbers together. And, you know, it's just a – Makes it very tedious, I think. And um, if I could fix one single thing about the game, it would be this. So I'm, I'm with Adama's body yeah. there. Yeah. So Jono, who is a who has Adama's body, con- continues his question, and I will actually put put this one to you, Josh, because you have more experience with other fantasy games, with American fantasy games. Yeah. Jono says, "I don't want. Uh, I don't play any American fantasy leagues. Perhaps you have some insights into what they do well that FPL can adopt." So yeah. live scoring is an obvious one. I mean, we we together, you you organize an NCAA basketball March Madness tournament, and yep. we enjoy live scoring throughout that entire yeah. three-week tournament. And there's like 50 million brackets, you know? It's not like it's, you know, so it's, yeah, it's like 10 times as many people who play, play the game, and it's it's all like real time. So, um, yeah, I mean, as far as the American fantasy stuff goes, I mean, it's all it's all, almost all draft you know, or rotisserie as they sometimes call it, you know, it's like, it's all like, um, you know, you're the drafting or you're bidding on players and either way, effectively the same end result, which is that, you know, people don't own the same players. Um, and, uh, but you know, it's, it's not really as fun. I mean, if you end up with a bad batch of players, it, it can kind of like mean the season's sort of over for you right off the bat, you know, or, you know, a major player gets injured and you're just kind of done. And so, the you know the sameness of the FPL game, which I think can drive us all a little crazy sometimes, um, and that's why we're always talking about you know that like great nerd templates. word, different yeah templates and differentials. The great 
fantasy nerd mm-hmm. words that we use in this podcast all the time. Um, you know, it's, you're always trying to like break those up and, and find, you know, people who are unique, um, you know, and then, so it's a completely different style of, of play. And, um, I, I prefer the FPL game. I really do. Um, but yeah, I think the infrastructure is better. Um, you know, it's not run through the, you know, most people don't play the NFL through the NFL's website. You know, they, they play it through, um, ESPN or CBS or Yahoo, you know? And so it's, it's a little, you know, so these places do have kind of a vested interest in making the product as, as good as possible because there's competition, you know? And so, um, I think that does mm-hmm. probably make the oh, free market talk coming from Josh Landon over there. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying it's not like, it's not like, uh, England's a communist country or anything. Um, you know, <laughs> <True>. <laughs> Uh, there is, you know, there's capitalists as we are. So I don't know. I feel like, uh, I, you know, I'm trying, I'm trying to think of any insights. I mean, I guess the one thing which isn't really a fantasy issue that they can fix is, um, there's much, much greater transparent, uh, transparency about injuries, uh, in, in the U S and you know, if players are injured or possibly injured and, uh, yeah. in the UK, it is very common for pep to go out and say, Sergio Guerrero was fine. And then uh, on Saturday, when the team sheets are announced, he's not in the 18, and he says, "Oh, he's got a knee injury. He'll be out for a month," you know. <laughs> and he's got surgery well, uh-huh. scheduled for Monday or whatever. Yeah. You know, this happens all the time. Well, to get topical here, that was one of the impacts of coronavirus. Is uh, professional teams in the states used it as an opportunity to get journalists out of the locker room, right. and the fear is that the journalists coming out of this catastrophe will lose that level of access that they enjoyed before. So um, I do wonder if, you know, we're America, the American sports landscape is going to become a little bit more like what we see in the premier league. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's possible. Um, I don't know. Yeah. We're definitely going to be coming into a very different world uh, in a few months from now. Um, all right. FPL Mikey says, I quite like the idea of having the chips twice a season. This is kind of similar to what I talked about before. Um, it says, uh, replace the triple captain chip with double team points. Ooh. Mm, mm-hmm. And then captain is triple vice captain is double just for laughs. I don't know, Mikey, uh, double team <laughs> points would be, I think that's too extreme. I mean, this is sort of what, what my, my issue with, with chips in general is that I think, uh, um, I think they fluke up the game a little too much, you know, um, it's just, it's just, you know, I don't know. It's like a, you know, player goes down, a Saudi Omani situation happens and it would just be a normal kind of annoying thing that happened. But because of triple captains, it feels like this catastrophic issue, you know? And, um, and that's what I don't like about it is like, it's sort of like, it makes everything a little too um, anxiety inducing. Um, Whereas, you know, and so that that takes a little fun of the game for me sometimes. I do love how Mikey just went for it. He's going big, and I, I appreciate that. But the captain, beyond all the chips, the triple captain, the bench boost, and all that, the captaincy week to week is the most powerful tool in the FPL game. And I think that it's it's not perfectly calibrated, but it's calibrated just so to where it is that one sort of uh, – it's that one uh, – catalyst in every game week that can uh i'm going to start mixing all my metaphors here but i think you know what i mean so if you you start making things that are even more powerful than just the captaincy then it's everything starts to get thrown wildly out of balance so the chips are kind of fun in that you can choose one week out of the season where you can throw things wildly out of balance but um 
at the same time, it, it just, it really disrupts the flow of, of, of all of FPL. I agree. And it, it, it feels more and more like you need to have like an advanced degree in mathematics or something to like really play it correctly. And like, I, that's just not, I, I, I'm a big tent kind of fantasy person and you know, the kind of like school that's like cropped up to like play, to like maximize this stuff perfectly. Um, it's just, I, yeah, I don't, I don't love it. So Brandon, the final, final, uh, question, in this section comes from Adam France, who, who is uh, vehemently opposed to your, your great love of the captaincy, Brandon, the way the love you were espousing uh-huh. just a moment ago. He said, I would ditch captaincy in a heartbeat. I, yeah, as I was saying a moment ago, I mean, I, I, the captaincy is really powerful and it's, it's boom or bust often every, whether you get the captaincy right or wrong, but um, I feel like it would be a little sad without the captaincy. Like, you know, that it, captaincy is just that. I mean, I, I've, I've said how I feel about it. I feel like I would miss the captaincy. And I mean, it, it's annoying that captaincy can feel really random at times, but such is the nature of gambling and what we're doing playing yeah. fantasy. That's kind of why we're here. And I, I, I understand. So I'm kind of like saying, Adam, I know where you're coming from, but this is what you signed up for. And if it feel, if it's making you anxious, like that's the whole point. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I mean, despite what I was just saying about uh, the chips, I, I think the captaincy is, is just enough of like a little kind of fun element. Uh, I don't think that it makes it, it's, it's, I find the chips to be kind of disruptive. And I think the captaincy is just adds a little bit of random flukiness uh, to the game weeks. And yeah, it's a chance to feel like a genius every now and then, you know, when you, when you get it just right, it's kind of a fun, <laughs> it's a, it's, you know, it's a, the, I, you know, I think that what people get frustrated about with the captaincy is the kind of template captaincy thing where it's like, you know, people get very caught up in the idea that they have to captain the most highly owned, highly captain player. And I think that that's where people get very frustrated, like, oh, I have to captain Saul because everyone else is, you know, and, uh, and I think that that can feel a little tedious sometimes, if you, you know, if you feel really beholden to it. Although I think, um, I think this season and in most seasons, I think really show us that, um, you, you know, maybe you don't want to be like a full on massive maverick, but to be a little creative when you're thinking about the captaincy is typically a, um, a smart play, maybe not every game week, but certainly, you know, pick your spots. All right, so we've got uh, we've got new rule, more new rules to talk about, and a lightning round of new rule suggestions to come. But Josh, it's time that we take a quick break before we get back to it. Hey guys, with currently no Premier League, no NBA, NHL, no Major League Baseball, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well. I'm sorry, but you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner, Bet Online, still has hundreds of sports, events, and games to wager on, or let them bring Vegas to you with their online casino and blackjack, all open 24 hours a day and all online, including their $750,000 poker series. Oh my God, that's a lot of money. If you're into props and entertainment betting, well, you can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices. Those are going up and down, I understand. Also, the weather. <laughs> it was 65 and sunny in Brooklyn last week. 
If I had money on that, it would been it would have felt like it was even more sunny on that particular day. So visit betonline.ag today. Join and receive a 100% welcome bonus. You double your money instantaneously if you join BetOnline today and use the promo code BLUEWIRE. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word, when you uh, initiate your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online wagering experts. All right, Brian, we're back. We're talking more uh, about new rules, uh, ways to change the fantasy game to make it more fun, more engaging, uh, elevate certain players. And uh, I think the elevate certain players is this section right now, which I'm calling template breakers. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Mm -hmm. we're going to lead things off here with uh, Nick Wright. Uh, Saw him, a producer patron for the podcast. We saw him in person at the Always Treating Meetup. Um, And here is his thoughts. Okay. They're a little little long, but I think they're they're worth reading through here. So he says... Uh, so simplify the squad selection to just defense and attack. Uh, the defense would have seven players, including two keepers. Uh, the attack would have eight players. Uh, it says formation rules must pick at least five from each category for a valid formation. Uh, so I guess you'd have five defense, five attack, and then a keeper. Um, all defensive mids are included in the defense category. Their price would increase due to clean sheet points, right? So in this case, defensive mids could get clean sheet points. Mm-hmm. All their mids go into the attack category along with strikers. Uh, almost all uh, mids who don't fit in either category, like Henderson, Gomez, um, James Ward-Prowse, aren't valid FPL options anyway. <laughs> They're not even included in the game. That's wow. really harsh on Hendo. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe they maybe it's like it just, they don't, it doesn't matter where they go. Okay, I don't know. gotcha, yeah. right. Um, so what do you think about this? Just simplifying the game, very clean, just, just defense and, and attackers. Yeah. I think there is something here. I think Nick's onto something and right. Yeah. You, you mentioned Josh, that it could be like five defense and five attack. And I think you could still play around with formations here, right? You would have maybe the option to go four defense, six attack, maybe even three defense. Well, who, who would then choose to not go three defense and seven attack? Uh, only fools. But well, he was, um, I think, yeah, I think he was saying you must pick five from each category for a valid formation. So, oh, always I see. Five, okay. Five well, I'm, defenders I'm, and five attackers. You're just much tweaking. Like Darth Vader. Yeah. I'm, I'm altering the plan. Exactly. <laughs> I am twe- tweaking in many ways. Um, I, uh, well, I will say this and, in, in you know, I'll speak on behalf of the old school, people is there is something about sort of replicating the idea that you're the manager and the more it can make me feel like I'm building a squad the better and I feel like having those silos those very discrete silos of defense midfield forward um, makes me feel more like I'm a manager and an active one I wonder if there was a way to actually um, go the reverse instead of simplifying it is to say you you have to have actually five silos you've got your gk silo your defensive silo that's two your mm-hmm. defensive midfield silo your attacking midfield silo and your forward silo so wow. then that's a way and we're going to talk more about this in an upcoming question about how to engage with those defensive midfielders but that is a sure yeah. way to just you know force people to put these players into their squads yeah but i think i can do you one better actually i have a seven silo idea that i think could work really well (laughs) so it's uh goalkeepers center backs fullbacks defensive mids okay central mids uh wingers and forwards Uh uh-huh 
and then you've got to pick. I mean, I love this. You, it's a it's a formation of this. it's a you can you can have up to forty players, and so I think that makes it fun. You know, you can. <laughs> you can <laughs> <laughs> uh, What's my budget? What's my budget in this your budget game? Like Five hundred million. It's, yeah, three hundred and seventy million. It's uh, it's a it's a nice solid budget, uh, and you should be able to make that budget work, Brad. It should be fine. Uh, it's a Manchester City level budget, really. You can kind of t- t- tweak as you go. Um, well, no, that, that, that's actually the yeah. change that we need to make is we want to be dealing with real dollars. If I want to feel like a real manager, I need to be dealing with real price tags here. So yeah. James Ward Prowse should actually cost me 40, 40 million pounds. So my <laughs> budget going into the FPL season has got to be something like, you know, 3 billion pounds. So I that's like what this. I, think. I like this idea, but I think it's, it's, and we all know it's kind of silly when you get these, um, these midfielders that are Anthony Martial, Mo Salah to a certain degree, these, these midfielders that are playing effectively as forwards. Um, but I, I think it might be a situation where the solution is worse than the problem. You know, it does feel slightly complicated to have a bunch of either to go Nick's way, which is to just lump them all into two pots uh, or your way, which is to have an incredibly complicated series of <laughs> tiers and, mm-hmm. and levels. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, mm-hmm. and I, 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 it feels like maybe just the way it is is kind of fine, you know. And part of the fun of the game is to find those out of position players, you know. Those, um, right? You know, those, those. Uh, I mean, I, I feel like his, his thinking here, and we'll get into this with a couple other people's thoughts here. I think is really to more to reward more players, um, but I think in the end it would kind of it actually might lead to even more sameness, you know, if if everyone can have just five players from each. Each pot, let me just you know? out of left field. Let me let me throw an idea at you, Josh. Just out of left field here. Okay. What do you feel? How do you feel about changing player positions in the FPL game in midseason, like reclassifying John Lundstrom? I, you know, I I don't see that as some major. It feels complicated. I guess like the the way you would do it then is you'd have to like. It'd be like when like a player moves to like another club in the Premier League, and if you already have three players in that team, then your next transfer has to mm-hmm. be to get them out. And you know, I, mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's fine. I mean, you know, a Lundstrom type player doesn't come along very often. You know, um, who mm-hmm. is that cheap and and does that well? You know, where they're getting clean sheets and actually consistently scoring and getting assists. You know, it's a it's such a rare thing that I don't think it's. Um, I think it's fine if everybody had them. And yeah, and in fact, I think we actually saw the reason why, which is that um, there were kind of two different ways you could go around game week 20, 20, whatever, maybe game week 20, where you could either just hold on, right? If you got them super cheap and just be selective about when you played them, uh, which actually worked out really well um, or did, you know, <laughs> back when there were still matches. Um, and, you know, he had a couple of matches where he got assists. And did he, was it like two different matches where he got like, I guess he got a goal in one and then uh mm-hmm. and then he got an assist, a clean sheet and three bonus points, I think, in another. But it was also fine to drop him early, right? Like to, to not have him in yeah. your in your team and go with somebody else. So it's like, you know, I think um you know, I think uh I guess I wouldn't do that. I don't know. What do you think about that? Is that something you would advocate for? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, just just listening to you talk about it, I'm like, yeah, this seems wildly complicated. I, I I guess it was something I felt we needed to address on this very um, evergreen podcast that we're creating here. So I'm glad that we're both on the record saying that that's a bad idea. So <laughs> um, let's agree on that. 
Okay, here we've got a series of questions here that touch upon the elephant in the room, which um, defensive midfielders and also bonus point systems. I think it's safe to say that the bonus point system as it is, is kind of FPL's only attempt to make defensive midfielders or non-fantasy assets actually viable in the game. Yeah. And I mean, I think we would both agree that it's really not working. So we've got a, a couple comments here. The first one is from Peter Oleski who says, I'd love to see a tweak to BPS that would reward tackles and interceptions, opening new ways for players like Conte, Ndidi, et cetera, to get into our teams. FPL JMO also chiming in saying, add something to help defensive midfielders. Imagine having to decide between Conte and Mo Salah for one of your midfield spots. So I have some ideas of how we can actually improve defensive midfielders in the game that don't involve bonus points. I will just say scrap bonus points, get them out of here. The only thing that they serve is to create arguments on social media and they're only just rewarding players who are already scoring points. So why are the players who are scoring points scoring more points? It makes no sense. Hmm. Okay, I like that. So you're saying, let, let's hear, hear these ideas. I see I see you have a couple notes here, Brian. Let's continue. Okay, all right. So so bonus, you get bonus points for your tackles and your interceptions and your completed passes. But so rarely do those key stats actually manifest themselves in bonus points for players like, say, Declan Rice. Because usually in the game in which Declan Rice is having a great game, he's intercepting passes and tackling and and running the show just in front of the two center backs. Rarely is that game without a goal or a penalty save or some such thing that actually sucks points ultimately away from Declan Rice. So here's what we do. A la uh, goalkeeper save points, you know, GKs get one point for every three saves. Midfielders, only midfielders, not defenders, you get uh, one point for every 30 completed passes. So here's some context for you, Josh. Rodri on Man City. On average this season, um, 77 total passes with a 92% pass completion. So, you know, he's kind of on that bubble of is he going to get to 90 passes? Is he Mm -hmm. going – he's probably almost always going to get beyond 60. So that's two uh, points locked in for Rodri. And it's really going to only impact players – well, okay, so Rodri, he's he's getting he's surpassing that threshold. But you would never have Rodri because you're already getting all these other Manchester City assets. So it's really only interesting for players, midfielders lower down the table who are also cheaper because you're yeah. not full already with three assets from those teams. So one point for every 30 passes, also successful tackles for midfielders, not defenders, just midfielders. One point for every two tackles. You look at... Um, most like Indeedy is is sometimes getting to four tackles per match, but he's usually just shy of four tackles per match. So Indeedy is probably going to come away with two points from his tackles every match. And I, I think that would be a system to not go overboard with it. But you're you're doing what the bonus point system is intending to do. You're actually giving people cold, hard points, not this ephemeral bonus point crap. I like it. 
I, I genuinely do. And uh, I mean, you could even add, like, if you're doing this and then you're dropping bonus points, I mean, I think you could do interceptions, right? Like uh, yeah. one point for every three interceptions or something like that. Like all the, the BCI stats, right? Blocks, clearances, interceptions. I mean, like every every clearance, like every two clearances could could be a bonus point as well, right? Like, you know, clearances are massively important. And, uh, you know, they're, uh, um, and in that case, I think you could even include defenders, you know? So, um yeah, I, I think that would be, um, I actually would love that. And it feels like a very simple change. And, you know, I always had this sort of, as we talked about earlier in the podcast, like this idea, like, is this going to take an average fan and make the fantasy game super complicated for them? And I don't think it is because it'll be kind of hidden. You know, it doesn't require you yeah. to have extra strategy. It just means that kind of every player in the game, including a player that you love, right? And Golo Conte's name came up like four or five times, you know, from yeah. various people's notes and comments. And, um, you know, and even though he's not maybe quite what he used to be as, as far as a massive fantasy threat, you know, it's like just players like that, you know, like just yeah. you get your, your yeah. favorite player, whoever they are. Declan Rice is a perfect example, actually, yeah. like find a way to reward someone like him. Yeah. And I think it's less about Conte and Ndidi, these really good players. I think it's more it's and it's less about rewarding good players on the pitch this is also a function that's needed just in the FPL game where you have that 4.5 fifth midfielder slot to fill and it's just all junk and you're yeah. just looking for somebody to plug in there. And if you were able to say, well, Jack Cork is actually could actually be truly valuable to you yeah. in a particular game week and some and then suddenly you're back in the mix and you have a differential and, and it opens up more assets yeah. uh, to, it, for, for any given game week probably opens up your understanding of the game too like if you're watching the game and you're looking for blocks and clearances interceptions it feels like you have a much more sophisticated understanding of the game you know like if that was if those were things that you were looking out for like if you're looking for players to bring in and those are things that you were targeting you know as you're watching matches like that would actually make you an even bigger fan in some ways you know like or just you know it's like the the nfl experts who can like actually pay attention to offensive line play or whatever. Whereas like all of us just like watch the ball, you know? And so, mm -hmm. um, um, yeah. So I, I think that's a, that's a good one. I, I actually almost wish that was near the top of the podcast because such a good suggestion. So Brandon, let's move on though to part four. I'm going to, I'm going to roll over here and move us, move us on to part four, which is called let's get nuts. Okay. Just a, it's a two question section. <laughs> uh -huh. Okay. Uh, to only two questions go in the let's get nuts section. Uh, I'll read the Prozzi United one. You can read the next one, okay? <clears throat> gotcha. Prozzi United says, Rotation is becoming a bigger part of the game, meaning lots of good FPL players like David Silva and Riyad Mars or any City player, Lacazette, Pulisic, William, TAA, last year anyway, are being ignored. Uh, the solution is an on-off switch in my team, whereby if turned off any cameo defined as a player playing less than 10 minutes will not count, and the player will get an auto-sub instead the result, FPL managers will be bold and pick rotation threat players, not just for teams, but captain two. What do you think about that? Oh, okay. So you could, interesting. Do I have access to this on-off rotation switch every game week, or is it like a yeah. chip? You would have to actually get a phone that had it as one of the buttons on on the phone. This would be like <laughs> it's an like old poison phone. control. Yeah, it's like a, it's a more more like a remote control, actually. I guess where it's a it's a physical button that you would have to press that week yeah. when you yeah yeah the on off switch. I find rotation supremely annoying. I mean, I'm with Praz United here in that Mares and Lacazette 
Pulisic even, I mean, there when Pulisic was in form, I feel like he was less a rotation threat. It was just sort of at the beginning of the season when Lampard was insisting that uh, Pulisic wasn't fully reprogrammed yet. But I would love to be able to have these players in my team without as much fear as I currently do. But I would point to what I was saying earlier in the podcast about I do want to respect the role that risk plays in FPL. And I, even though it feels bad and it, it, it usually never is, works out well, I think that it is still an important piece of the game. And yeah, I am, I'm ultimately pro risk. So I cannot be in favor of the on off switch for rotation players. I, I agree. And I also think 30 minutes of Mars is probably better than 60 to 90 yeah. minutes of any player you've got. In your totally. Bench. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, next one then, Jeff Holt. Brandon, you want to read this one? Yeah, Jeff Holt, uh, a wonderful uh, member of the FPL community. Jeff Holt writes in, introduce insurance. (laughs) What the FPL game needs here, Jeff is insisting, is insurance. Mm -hmm. He says, introduce insurance for red cards, own goals, and missed pens. So at the start of the season, each of these insurance sort of chits, we'll call them, is available to buy for points hits, e.g. a red card insurance you can get for minus 12. Own goal insurance, buy it for minus eight points. Miss Pen, also minus eight points. These are just prices, not mine. Mm-hmm. So if you purchased all three of these insurance chits, you would start the season at minus 28 points. But here's the kicker. You would not lose points when these events occurred, creating a differential. So um, we kind of like all know that these things could happen to our team throughout the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, would it be cool to be able to purchase for points insurance against them? I mean, I'm sort of thinking of Ned Ryerson right now in Groundhog Day, like trying to sell me uh-huh. a lot of Phil, <laughs> Phil Connors, you know, like trying to sell me like a bunch of insurance. But I guess I, you know, if you thought of this as like red card insurance were up to minus 12, but it was like, minus two for every red card or something so it was like at the beginning mm-hmm. of the season i could buy insurance against like i i mean the thing is like the the red card only costs you a couple points anyway right so it doesn't cost it's the, the <laughs> odds of you getting enough red cards in a season to where it's gonna am, amount to minus 12 is insane it's kind of insane. A very unlucky season, yeah. But much like all insurance, Brandon, there's you're preparing for the you're preparing for the worst. <laughs> That's true. I mean, what are the odds of your home actually burning down to the ground? Like virtually none. But you do have to sleep at night, so exactly. let's go for that. But yeah, for the for the purposes of this argument, though, assume that Jeff Jeff's prices for his insurance you could always uh, go to a different insurance his, his rates yeah. it's a slide. Yeah, yeah yeah you can find better rates yeah. um is the is the idea still good yeah maybe every it's country kind of gets maybe every country gets its own insurance like a designated insurance salesman like you and i get the american east coast or something like that and people have to buy point okay. insurance from us yeah i don't know yeah. um have those I, new leads come in i like the idea i don't know it feels like the insurance would not be able to replace the points, but they would like allow you to like sub in a different player or something, right? Because that would be more valuable than mm-hmm. just like I bought a minus yeah. eight in own goal insurance. Like you, you really need five own goals for that to for that one to to to, to, come, to come out ahead, you know. So which, 
Then you're better Unlikely. off just telling all your friends, oh, it was a snake-bitten season. It was just the luck was not on <laughs> my side. That's true, actually. Yeah, if, if you had five own goals conceded on your own team. I had one this year, and it was traumatizing. Uh, so yeah. I'd, almost be, I'd almost be rooting for them if I spent minus eight uh, on own goals. I'd be, I'd be trying to get players who are own goal inclined. Jeff, I have an, an idea to sweeten the pot here. I will spend minus 12 on my red card insurance policy, but at the end of the season for all those points that I didn't use with my insurance, I actually get a rebate on my end of the season points. So imagine you're like five points behind your mini league rival and you make it through the season with just one red card. Then you get to cash that back in, cash that policy back in. That's not how how insurance works though. You don't, you don't get to like just (laughs) get all the money back if your house doesn't burn down. That's the risk you run when you buy insurance. Mm -hmm, (laughs) You don't get to mm -hmm. leave your apartment. Well, it didn't, didn't burn out for the last two years. Here's all the money that you paid us. uh, Well, these are new rules, Josh. I'm making it up as I go. Maybe you get like 50% or you can do a 25% buyback at the, end of the season or something i don't know <laughs> no do you got to turn around build... and sell your policy to another manager i think <laughs> yeah, is what you'd have to do exactly you, know, you can only field 10 players the last game week or so. all right so uh that ends the let's get nuts section and uh below i've just got a few a lightning round of new rules these are ones that we don't know, even necessarily have to com- uh, comment on i'm just gonna throw them out there brandon you can you can comment if you want or you can just say yes i agree or or no i don't like that one okay sure okay all right FPL, a KJ FPL says, uh, add in the ability to sub in a player from your bench for a player who has already played like you can do in Champions League fantasy. I'm pro. I'm pro this active substitution. I like being an active manager. Let's do it. I like this idea of doing it maybe just once, maybe one player in a game. I I think even even someone who was like a real serious because like in the nfl for example you can like you can you can swap players out some like you know you can like drop a um i don't know like you can you can like basically you can start somebody on sunday if like your player on saturday didn't do well well i mean obviously it's mostly sunday and monday but they have thursday games too right so yeah, I don't want to go. I'm getting muddling this all up. Uh, You're in the Dyke, weeds. Come back. Yeah, uh, Van Dyke's to watch out for says uh, points for earning a penalty, regardless of the same person. We actually talked about that earlier. Uh, FPL Chancer says I'd make the vice captaincy actually mean something. Uh, every two points the player scores, they get an extra one. Would add another layer of strategy to the game and reward engaged, active players. This is something you had talked about earlier in the pod. Every two points the player scores, they get an extra one. So they get half the points added on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm into it. It's like, as I was saying, yeah, more points equals more fun. So um, I think it's a, good. And yeah, how, yeah. how often does the vice captain actually come into play? Like once a season. And I think the, the, the other layer here that you could imply is if your captain's, captain doesn't play, um, then it actually kind of it still is bad for you because instead of getting captain point points plus vice captain half points, uh, yeah. you only get the, your your vice captain as captain points. So I think that still yeah. there's a game element there as well. I'm for this very much so. Okay, yeah. like I'm not, I don't mind it. Uh, I I was just thinking by the way as you were talking about how amazing it would be if the the creators of the fantasy game listening to this podcast and they implemented every single one of these suggestions and just like the, the chaos of next season the game was just all an of them absolute mess out. it's like seven tiers of players and no, it, it was, yeah. it's like you remember that movie from the south park guys basketball 
Yeah, basically, FPL would be the, like basketball. At yeah, that point. it would be. Yeah, a little Kelvin ball in there as well. Um, uh, Ian uh, Ian says uh, freeze transfers at the game week deadline and unfreeze them after bonus points are awarded. I'll pair this with one with uh, uh, MRY who says uh, game week deadlines two hours before the kickoff to prevent edges gained by early team news leaks. So. Um, different deadline ideas here, Brian. What do you think about freezing transfers at the game week deadline and then unfreezing them after the bonus points are awarded? Uh, yeah. I wonder if Ian is suggesting this just to protect him from himself. Uh, you know, a yeah. lot of the knee jerk transfers get made uh, for the following week while the current game week is in play. You see a player scored a hat trick and you're like, well, I, I can't believe I don't have yeah. him. I've got to get him in. So I think, yeah. I think it's good for that for sure. I know this is the thing that drives a lot of people on FPL Twitter kind of crazy, but I, I don't really mind it. I see it as part of the game. Part of the strategy of the game is do you do you want to move early on a player or do you want to wait until Friday? Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes uh, those people who move early get really screwed. You know, so I think that's part of the strategy of it. Yeah. The game week deadline two hours. Yeah, the game week deadline two hours before the kickoff. Kind of the opposite of what I advocated for earlier. Um, I, I mean. Kind of either way, I guess. I mean, what I don't like right now is is the is the. I, I mean, it's cool that people are leaking the clean sheets, but it does probably lead to a slightly unfair system where the really engaged managers are really get an edge right now um, over the people mm-hmm. who just have normal lives and can't check FPL Twitter every fifteen minutes to see if there's something leaked. You know, um, so that's I. Sorry, I, th- I think like you could either go two hours before or you could do it minutes before kickoff and i think minutes before kickoff is just a more fun way to do it yeah i'm with you um you know just make the deadline um uh, so no one's going to argue about it and that's what i'm for <laughs> yeah, well, i don't want to talk i don't want to talk about it so whatever you whatever rule you have to implement so i don't have to talk about it is great i agree i mean we actually talk about it a ton like kind of it comes up a lot so maybe the, this actually is one of like the like really clean and easy fixes that they could do that wouldn't like hurt the game at all just change the game week deadlines one way or the other you know I yeah agree. yeah yeah. All right. Julian Foster, last one here, says, uh, got to be more points for saves for keepers and more points for clean sheets for keepers. I would make keeper choice more interesting than at the moment where there's very little separating them. I haven't really heard mm-hmm. this before, but it's kind of an interesting idea, actually. I don't I don't hate it. Um, you know, making keepers yeah, really I, prominent, you know, interesting. I think that it is fair if you look at the goal scoring system, you know, you the farther back the pitch you are, the more points you get for scoring a goal. So why shouldn't it work that way with clean sheets? The keepers play behind the defenders, so why shouldn't the keepers get more points for clean sheets than the, defend, the defenders do? And so many times these goalkeepers have to bail out. I mean, it, it can go the other way with a keeper howler, but you know what I mean? A keeper can bail their defenders out and make a great save and, yeah, the fact that they have to make three amazing saves to get any sort of reward does feel a little unjust. Yeah, it feels like if you if you get a bon- a point for every two saves, even then, um, a lot of the Ben Foster types would really be rewarded. I think maybe yeah. in a way that they probably should be. Um, is it right. is it not yeah, the most go. annoying thing though to watch a uh, a team like to watch Allison? So Allison's got a really easy fixture, and for whatever reason. The opposing team is just getting a lot of shots off from 30 yards out. It's just yeah. easy saves. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is kind of like, kind of I mean, Nick Pope has a lot of this too, you know, where he he doesn't tend to have to make a ton of, he's a very good keeper, but he he often does get to make really easy saves, you know, because they're set up so yeah, well. Right. Yeah. He's a better example. He's a better yeah. example. 
All right, new uh, rules. We did it. Yeah, we, we did. We that was remade the game. That was fun. I felt like we were like I felt like I felt like the game was not canceled. Uh, you know, for a while. It felt like I felt like we were right back in it for a while there. So uh that was good. Yeah. Thank you for thank you to everyone who listened to the podcast. Uh we'll be back next week. Uh topic to be determined. Um maybe we'll have some some news in the Pirelli, you know, who knows? Uh, but thank you for listening. If you would like to support the podcast, uh, one last time, uh, go to patreon.com slash always cheating. Uh, you can say thanks for what we do, get access to our Slack, uh, bonus podcasts, lots of other good stuff. And, uh, Brandon, you want to thank our patrons, our producer. Yeah, patrons, thanks. Actually. Not, all, not, not all 500 patrons, but if you could thank our producer <laughs> patrons, please. We'd be here for a while. Yeah. Big thanks to our producers, Trevor Ingerson, Mike DiPietro, Chris Howell, Andy Penn. Chris Carter, Martin Savage, Brian T, the big gaffer, Bob Coon, Jeff Husby, Ben Grant, James Holland, Jazz Binning, Dave Wagner, Lodal, Nick Wright, Jim Payne, Brian Chin, Blair Jacobson, Frederick Keem, Gransky, Travis West, Alan Creasy, Victor Forberg, Skoging, Paul Herzig, Kaya, Christine, the Langstein, Niehaus, Barry McGuire, Peter Bodictel, Andy Portlock, Toothless Gibbon, Andy Martin, Lindsey Rostel, Anton Markov, FPLmerch.com, and James Conroy, thank you so much for your ever-present support. Also, you can uh, support the podcast by rating and reviewing us wherever you subscribe to uh, the Always Cheating Podcast. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Acast, wherever fine podcasts are found. And we're all over social media. Josh, I think you know where we are. Let the people know. That's right, Brian. They can find us on Twitter at Hail Cheaters, H-A-I-L Cheaters. Instagram is Instagram.com uh, slash Hail Cheaters again. Facebook is Facebook.com slash Always Cheating. Email us, HailCheaters at gmail.com. And you can always visit our website, AlwaysCheating.com, to find new videos, Brandon. We have some really cool new videos up on our website. Uh, thank you to uh, to our friends at Blue Wire for helping us to uh, to put that together. And uh, Monica, the videographer, did a great job. And uh, if mm-hmm. you want to see some shots from the Always Cheating Meetup, uh, you can see them on the video there. She, it was very cool to see everything uh, come together. And the Meetup was a very cool experience, as we talked about before. Uh, just I think we we put out a call, Brandon, a couple of days ago uh, and asked people to, to reach out if they wanted to chat or say hello. And uh, a bunch of people did. We had some really nice uh, direct messages on Twitter and uh, a couple of really nice emails as well. And so just a, a quick thank you to uh, Atul Tanawade and Giorgio Hyman, who um, wrote us messages from um, mm-hmm. across the world, across the globe, mm-hmm. uh, just, just saying mm-hmm. um, hello and, and thank you for doing the pod. And so it was really um, just... Heart, I don't know, heartwarming to, to get those messages. Very nice, mm-hmm. to get, nice to get those. Yeah, absolutely. Big thank you there. And uh, thanks to everyone for listening. We hope that this podcast finds you healthy and safe and that your, your loved ones and family are also safe and healthy. So um, we'll talk to you guys soon. Sounds good. Hail cheaters. Bye. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. 
But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.